Quantum Alchemy Radio, where a new perspective is a new reality. One slight shift. Imagine that one slight shift in perception can cause our perspective to become a new reality. Why not you? Why not now? Join us. Hello and welcome to everyone who's listening for the launch of Unwavering Strength. It is a part of Quantum Alchemy Radio, and it is a segment that we're introducing today, and this is the place where we listen to real, live people in real-life situations that have been of extraordinary measure, calling up in them an unwavering strength that actually, as you listen during our share, during the interview, you will listen as I go deeply, watching for the moment, so to speak, where the person has tapped into a moment of courage of which when we move through our journey, there are many moments of courage that actually will lead us to a confidence that we carry forward into the world. And often that confidence comes from the recognition that there is something. We don't have a label for it in this moment. There's something inside that rises up all of our challenges and taps us into an unwavering strength. And that's what we're going to hear today as we listen so beautifully to a very intimate story of life in the world of Judy O'Byrne that spans over about four years where she had five major losses in the most intimate, close circle of people closest to her in her life, one after the other after the other. So we'll be listening to that story. And folks, I invite you also to be reminded that it's the stories in our life that show us who we really are in hindsight, often not when we're actually going through it, but in hindsight when we do a look-see over our shoulder, like looking in the rearview mirror for a moment, we see, oh, holy moly, where did that strength come from? I invite you to consider that strength is already there and that life circumstances, whether they show up as tragedies or challenges, are tapping you in to a strength that is unwavering inside of you. And as we hear at the end of Judy's story, you'll hear her speak as to what it's like to really tap into the truth of that strength and where her greatest challenge was. That comes more at the end of the story. So also I just want to mention whether you're listening to the archives when they get posted or you're listening live on the radio be sure and click on the links for Facebook and Twitter, all of that. Share it with your friends. So again, welcome everyone to launching Unwavering Strength Radio. Unwavering Strength is us. And you will come to see that, folks, as we listen to the amazing life stories that people who have a desire to share their story, to move all of us into finding a strength, that unwavering strength within us, and also to be motivated and inspired by these stories. So on that note, we're going to move right into, I've done this interview with Judy it's recorded prior to this actual live show. And we do that because of time differences. Judy is in Ontario, Canada. And 
So, be ready. I'm certainly ready. And don't hesitate if you want to send an email and make some comments about what the show has done for you and moved in you, please feel free to do that. You can leave comments for this show and all Clearlight Quantum Alchemy podcasts at clearlight.substack.com. So, on that, let's move right in to listening to this extraordinary, intimate sharing from Judy O'Byrne. And again, thank you listeners for listening. Share the radio show with those that you feel would benefit by listening to real life stories from real people. Here we go. Join us for Unwavering Strength with Anya Sophia Nian. Listen with us as we laugh, cry, feel, heal, and be inspired with the heartfelt truth of real life situations of courage to confidence. Be with us on Unwavering Strength with Anya Sophia Nian. It's real here. Welcome, listeners. My name is Anya Sophia Mann. I'm very happy, very excited for our first guest on Unwavering Strength Radio is Judy O'Byrne, the visionary behind Unwavering Strength is the name of the book. And what is it? It's about stories that all of us have lived through, been through, want to share with each other, and we're looking for the courage to confidence. That's what I'll be listening for as I listen to Judy over the next 25 minutes. I'm listening for where was the courage and how did it move to the confidence, because in the end, confidence really is the reward from having had the courage to do or be with something. And Judy, pass is an option that is absolutely welcome here. Pass is an option. If, being that I am a visionary, intuitive coach and consultant, it's in my nature to be listening on a multidimensional level. If a moment presents where it's what I would call a coachable moment, I will ask you, I will say to you, Judy, this is a coachable coachable moment. May I come in and shift a perspective on this? Pass is always an option. So just know that I'll be listening for that with you and the other guests that we have. So welcome, Judy O'Byrne from Canada. The um, I guess I guess the visionary behind and the co-author because you will have many other co-authors in your books of unwavering strength. Welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. You're doing this. Mm. So this is this is the show listeners where we listen to the story behind Judy's story you know where she it kind of moved her into a vision mission and a purpose to get out there with this book which will become workshops and speaking and moving people internationally but today we're going to have the opportunity to listen to Judy's story behind the story that she had to move through to get where she is so Judy where would you want to begin with with um, what got you where you are right now in the flowering and the unfolding of the vision of the book Unwavering Strength, which is now a radio show? I think we'll start with with the the sunny beach in Hawaii. <laughs> That's the best. It, 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 I got this great big smile on my face as I I see the picture again. As, as, and I'm only talking that it was six and a half years ago mm-hmm. that I was there on a beach with my soon-to-be husband and uh, my 
two daughters and son-in-law and two of his sisters and the son, his her son and it was it was absolutely gorgeous so it's it our life begins there as a, as a blended family oh okay so we we left there and we we I would I'll do my best to try and go through this a little bit quickly because 6 years of one's life is is can't be talked about in in a, too much detail without taking up hours of your time so um we came home after being there it was absolutely gorgeous it was it was by far the best thing we had done and so far in our life and uh my mom wasn't able to go my mom lived in my basement with me with Jerry and I and we came home and she was there we had a dog you know life was perfect we come home we're thinking this is great bring our blended families together we're now married and within a very very short time I'd say four months my mom gets word that in fact I drove her to the doctors because we had seen her declining health but you know we had other things we were concentrating on not to ignore her but she was back and forth to the doctors we go we find out that she's got cancer and it's terminal cancer and she had up to a year to live. So we then switched from what was new and how exciting things were to now we have to become caregivers. There's only, you know, she lives with us. She's in an apartment in my house. How can we go to work and manage to get her the care? And thank goodness there's a lot of care for people um, to be taken care of in their own home. Mm. And... I'll fast forward now. Someone had to be there in the house 24-7, which was fine. That was not an issue for us. We managed to find enough people and help and family. Mm -hmm. And we were in a position that, that allowed us a lot of freedom. My job I had been at for 15 years, so it was perfect. They gave me time off. I went on a, you know, sort of a partial leave. And uh, she ended up, ultimately she had a heart attack and ended up in the hospital and we had to spend eight and a half weeks with her in the hospital, including our first anniversary. And that was the first mm-hmm. time we had to find unwavering strength to get us through it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we, after she passes away, we had the, the unpleasant part of, you know, taking care of her things. And so the next year comes and you find the strength in yourself to, to carry on and only to have my employer come to me and walk me out the door. Ah. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. Why? You always question things. You always go, why now? Why couldn't, like, it's it's not great, but why couldn't this happen a year ago so I could have been home with her? And out of that came Hasmark Services. Right. So it wasn't all bad, and it, it was, maybe this is the right thing, because now I have to learn to cope with being home alone and, and, you know, drawing in on yourself to find this, your internal strength to pull through and, and to make a company, even though you're going through this all in the background and not letting anyone know because it's a new concept, having a new business, that you're the front person. Mm-hmm. So we incorporated the company and no sooner had we turned around and my dog comes back from the groomer one day and he's like, we actually called the groomer and said, did you drug him? He doesn't seem to be okay, like he's having trouble walking. She said, no, no chance I'd ever drug a dog. Mm-hmm. And the next day we took him to the vet only to be told, and I think it was the biggest shock in our life, that our dog had cancer. Mm-hmm. And that was all through him and that it was a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And one month to the day after losing my job, We had him put to sleep so that he didn't have to suffer through cancer. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, fine. We'll deal with these significant changes in our life and we'll move forward. So fast forward to, you know, eight, ten months into the future and we get a call in the middle of the night and it's Jerry's sister, my husband's sister, and she says his other sister has had a heart attack. So can we help round up her kids? and get down to the hospital. So we head to the hospital and they walk out and they tell us she's had a heart attack. It was a significant one, but there's more news. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She has cancer. Mm-hmm. And a week later, she passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. So we've, again, we try to deal with the family, all the things we have to do for that. While this is going on, Jerry's other sister starts to have problems. So we start getting her, you know, we're checking in with her all the time. We've spent a lot of time with his family. They're, we're really, really close to them. So get her to doctors, get her in for testing. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like a, a cluster a cluster of events, Judy, that was absolutely moving you almost into a different neighborhood or a different dimension or a different floor in the condo you know you're now moving up to the 25th floor and you you liked the third floor it's it's like a whole cluster a soul cluster of events came oh, in yeah. it's extraordinary to hear this and and there's no way i can even imagine what it took other than the obvious, obvious, which is unwavering strength. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what's, what was really difficult is, is you know, you, you try to walk into everything, like you try to have a positive out, attitude in your life about, oh, when you go into the doctors, it's going to be you aren't taking the right vitamins or maybe your cholesterols or, you know, even my second sister-in-law, you know, Jerry's other sister, we thought, well, she's had a heart problem. Mm-hmm. It would be awful if she had to have another bypass, but people survive, and the rate of survival is very high. So, you know, it's pretty sad when you sit there and you're hoping that what's wrong is a significant milestone for somebody else where it's, I can only hope that that's what it is for us. Mm-hmm. So as the story continued, she ended up going into the hospital for kidney stone. Mm-hmm. Phew, good, you know. Mm-hmm. Then it ends up being, well, it's her heart, so let's start getting her into cardiologists and heart specialists. And phew, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. It's like, oh, no, because she's not getting better. She's getting worse mm-hmm. to the point that she's not even functioning anymore. She is so afraid of going into doctor's offices mm-hmm. and hospitals that she's absolutely paralyzed on the couch in her house. I mean, I'm not going to go into too many details, but this woman couldn't do anything for herself mm-hmm. who only six months ago lived alone. Mm-hmm. So we started the, you know, 24-hour someone being there with her. Because remember, she's the single lady. Right. And... We get her to, we go behind her back and call the doctors and get an emergency meeting with them for her. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget walking in, like I'm, I'm envisioning walking into that doctor's office and being told she has cancer. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't just have cancer, she has terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And unless they get her into the hospital right now, her heart will be crushed because the pressure the fluid around her heart was killing her so okay fine now we get her into now it just becomes a matter of comforting her life and and finding the strength to go down there being there for her talking to her caring for her when we need to getting her to doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. so we decide after a few months we're going to go on vacation we need to get away just to give us a break through it so that we can find the strength to get back at it again. And uh, so we go away, Jerry and I go to Florida, come back. We're outside because, of course, it had snowed. It's February. And Jerry has a heart attack. Mm. Keep in mind, I have to, I think the day that I had to call his family, you can hear it in my voice, yeah. So, you know, in the in a in a moment like this and and I would say this to the listeners, this is where we take a moment. We just simply take a moment and we just allow ourselves to bring our attention to the breathing that is happening. There's something very comforting. Well, well, hi Bailey. 
there is something very comforting when we go to our breathing to kind of center us back in. This story is, um, it's enormous. And it's enormous in that it it keeps extending out, extending out, and extending out. And um, I know you're not alone in this and that there are other listeners who can relate with this. And frankly, um, Judy, it's beyond my imagination. I've not ever experienced anything like this. I'm curious about one thing, and that is, how'd you do it, Judy? <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, this in, from this moment, can we just look in your rearview mirror while you're you know, going forward with your life and see what comes in this moment? How did you do it? I'm actually shaking my head to to say I honestly it, I have no idea. I I I don't think I felt. I really don't think I felt I had a job to do. Mm-hmm. And it was more important that I focused on and I think it's something to learn to live to, for others to understand that. You have to, when you are in that circumstances and you do that, I think it's worse for yourself. You forget to take care of you. Mm. And all I did was spend all my time concentrating on the people who were around me. How was the family doing? How were her kids doing? Mm-hmm. How was her brother doing? You know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, and then ultimately when Jerry had the heart attack, it was, as I said, my, my, the worst part of that day wasn't just the heart attack because they reacted very, very fast. But it was the telling to the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I forgot to sit there and think about me. Aha, uh-huh. yes, 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 yes. I felt things mm-hmm. and I felt them deeply. Mm-hmm. But I was in such a cycle of this just can't be happening that I did, I did. I completely did not take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, as I mentioned, Jerry had the heart attack, and and I had to call his sister, and of course his sister had to get someone, in, and it broke my heart because I knew she was very very dependent on Jerry and myself to take care of her. You know, we had talked honestly for years about. What kind of service does she want? What does she want done with her stuff? What does she want done with her place? What does she want done? You know, so to know that suddenly she's on the door of death and here she is coming to a hospital with her brother in it from having a heart attack. And I'm thinking is she's looking at him as her strength and now he's looking at her and I'm like, it's just like you said, what do you do in this case? And it's like, I don't know. I just had to, I had to guess at that point, I just sort of lifted my shoulders and looked at them and thought, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I'll get you guys through this whatever way I know how. And it's by instinct, by, you know, by purpose, you know, by whatever, you know, drives you. Right. So, so the next part of that, because there is still more, trust me, is that um, a few weeks later, uh, Jerry gets the has to go to the doctors, and I said to him, I'll drive you over there. He still doesn't. It's within the month after the heart attack. You have to go back to your doctors mm-hmm. and have your doctor mm-hmm. give you the, the go back to work and all that other stuff. And so I drove him over there, and I waited in the car, not expecting much news, of course, other than go back to work because right. he's doing well. Right, right. And he walks into the to the vehicle, sits down, and I thought, this, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And my heart sunk. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? He said, they found a spot on my lung. Mm. Mm. I'm going. Yeah. It can't be. Right, 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 yeah. Take a nice deep breath, um, Judy. I say that for the listeners as well. Let's all of us just take a deep breath. And just right here, right now, we're paying attention to our breath as we're listening to Judy. In the, I'm going to say this, Judy, and I know you can hear this, 
the richness, the depth of one person's life journey. And right now, Judy is all of us. We all are moving through life experiences and having the honor to listen to someone share just the outline of their story. We can only imagine the rest. But it gives us strength in knowing that there is something called in each of us unwavering strength. Each of us who may feel like they're left behind or feel so alone in all of it, there's something underneath it all that keeps you moving even when you can't move. Something's moving. It's called your breath. And just as a, as a little dear in the moment, start now to learn to be able to access your breath. You don't have to change the breathing. Just put your attention on it as a reminder that there is something moving through you that has a higher purpose to all of this, and we may never know it. But breath while alive, breath in itself carries an unwavering strength. So where are you now, Judy? Are you connected to your breath in this moment? I need to be so connected to my breath. Right. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. I can hear the fullness of you right now. There you are. Excellent. Great. Um, So this is, this is, um, wow. This is, it's so expanded in its singularity. I mean, it's about, you know, love and loss. And in this case, cancer. And it's about a whole cluster family and friend type cluster that's being moved out around you. It's fascinating to hear this, um, Judy. So on that note, Judy, I'm going to ask and and pass as an option, are you willing, can we go um, a little bit over? Can we go about 15 minutes over? I don't want to leave the listeners hanging. I'm very willing to run this first show over. Would you be willing to do that? Oh, I th- thank you for doing that. Okay, great. Yeah. Great, because I, 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 this is very rich. So, um, so here it comes again, the, that piercing right through the center of, if, if there's any fragment left of a shattered heart, here it comes right through again. This is, this is, this is extraordinary, Judy. So, I always want to be checking in. So where were you in all of this? Where were you? Were you losing yourself? Were you finding more of yourself? I mean, he's in the car and he tells you what? Wow. It, it, great question. And, and what tells me a lot just in itself, and I'm sure you of all people and the listeners also, is that, when I can't answer it quickly, it must mean I never did go there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a, it's valuable and invaluable for people to realize that we do need to check in with ourselves because what ends up happening is, is you just force it down. You try to put it into this, mm-hmm. you know, box type of thing, and and you can't. You mm-hmm. you need to understand what this is, what this means, and I know at that time. It wasn't about me. I don't remember giving it one thought except now I've got to find a course of action. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. I need to put a plan in place so that he doesn't become the one, two, three, fifth one in my family. Over what period of time, Judy? Within four years at this point. Mm -hmm. So I don't want him to be the fifth one to be you know, to succumb to, to, well, Marlene hadn't died. There was, at this point, she's dying. Mm-hmm. So, but he would be the fifth person in the cycle. And and I just know that I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to take that news and change it, change mm-hmm. the outcome. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's, you know, it's, it, when I sit back, it's something that, 
just comes to realization now is that I realize I couldn't change the outcome of what mm-hmm. was destined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This path was put in front of me and this course was made for me and it was going to happen and it would take a bigger force than me to change it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I don't spend time on the, well, what if and why not? And mm-hmm. what about doing something different? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, we did the best we could with what, you know, the diagnosis we were given and the course we were given. Mm. So. Mm. Right. So I've heard this expression before, and I'm curious, given your rich experience, I have heard that one dies, Judy, a thousand deaths (laughs) before they really start to truly live. What are your thoughts on that? definitely believe that that that's exactly it you do die a lot of deaths for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. absolutely yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i know from from watching more deaths than i ever want to imagine again in my life or watch it be part of again in my life i watch them die different deaths too a lot of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they die in different ways mm-hmm. you know so yes mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. So, for those who are perhaps have already gone through, but in in this moment, for this conversation, in this part of it, for those who are in it, what what comes in the moment, Judy, to share for those who are right in it, in the process of one of those thousand deaths that you die before you really, really, really start living, only they don't realize it's their own death, death of the ego, death of whatever, and they're dealing with someone else's death. Any Does anything come in the moment? Breathe. <laughs> yeah, breathe. <laughs> that is, I, people haven't told me that enough yet. I know they haven't because uh-huh. Definitely breathe, for sure. But I also think that that I mentioned to you and you bring it, you know, you brought it out, is that we don't look at ourselves. We don't take care of us. Mm -hmm. We think it's all about the other person. And then I'll tell you, I was the biggest one on the planet who would have said, or, or, you know, Virtually, I never would hit somebody, but virtually punch somebody when they say, good will come out of this. I used to think, oh, you have no idea the anger that that brings mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And yet, I'm sitting here today saying that there is really good that will come. It isn't just a saying. Mm-hmm. People aren't telling you it just for the sake of saying words, because there's a lot of people who will speak words to you, mm-hmm. lots. Mm-hmm. That is one of the truest things I see and now believe. Mm. I'm in this point of my journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing, Judy, um, just to expound a little bit for the listeners, is that even though (laughs) you can't hear it at the time when you're in the middle of it and someone says good will come out of this and you just shake your head and pull a few more strands out of your head (laughs) and they mean they mean all well and good in what they're saying what you're saying is that you are a living example of that good will come out of it so would one have hope or trust or faith in that Tell us a little bit about where on the spectrum is that hope, trust, faith in that statement, good will come. It, they should have it all because it, it, it does come because, you know, you do, I understand that you do have to pull, you know, the, the inner strength, the unwavering strength, but the only way, because there's a time, there's a, you called it a, a dark time. And trust me, it was really, really dark. Mm -hmm. But you need to repurpose yourself. Mm 
That's why I say this whole thing is, is when we stop and think about it, it's just us. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's someone, I call it someone, that's not the right thing, but our our, our journey is predetermined for us long before we're, we're alive. And, and, you know, there is a purpose. There is a reason. Believe it, trust it, know it, hope for it, because it's, when it happens, there, I can't imagine a better, there is nothing in my life to date that feels better, has ever felt better than it does right now. Ooh, this is big. Say more, but this is huge. It is. It, it, the moment that we, you know, do, the moment that I decided that I would go forward and my family came together, the ones that were left after my husband passed away. When when they came together and they said they all agreed they wanted to do be part of the book. They wanted to be part of a charitable, you know, event. It was just like, at first, it's like I'm in grief. I'm not seeing it well. Then I'm thinking it's the most unselfish thing you can do for someone else. Mm. It's And there's no greater feeling in the world than that. Mhm. Mhm. Just amazing. Uh-huh. And and what I I you know, what I want to point out to the listeners right now is that Judy said when I decided I wanted to go forward. And so on that note, Judy, I'm going to come in for the listeners cuz I heard you clearly and I heard you deeply. When I decided I want to go forward, I hear the other side of that which is I want to die. So would you speak <laughs> would you speak to the listeners if they're in that place? I want oh, to die. Yeah. Trust me after losing I mean I sat there 5 years, you know, 6 years ago and I've got my mom and I've got my home and I've got my best friend Jerry's sister Marlene, I've got, you know, all our families together. There's Christmases and Thanksgiving. There's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I loved planning families gets to get mm-hmm. get together. Mm-hmm. I got this whole other, and then all of a sudden, in a short, very very short amount of time, every single one of them is gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and there isn't. We talked about lonely, and no one around you. And I thought, what am I here for? I just I don't want to be here. Right, right. I, I have nothing to do. Right. Who cares? Like, and you're sitting there, and you understand that it'll hurt others to lose you. But it's like, but I have no reason to be alive. Right, right, right. And you have to dig deeper, but it, but it's not. It becomes easy, mm-hmm. I, and I mean easy. I'm not using that word freely. It becomes easy when you know it's the right place for you to go, the right journey for you to take. Correct. Correct. I I understand. And so when when after all the events, you know, are are settled and the the people have gone on, the people have died and and you're let's just say you're left and listen, mm-hmm. I'm very aware, you know, I'm very aware that this is going out widely to over 5,000 people. When even when you you alive Judy, in this case, even right. when people come to visit and you have tea and you're talking and then it's time for them to go, there's an aspect that wants to, can I go with you? Because all that's left is you. <laughs> yeah. And so, so Judy, I'm wondering, will you help us out in hindsight now that you have the master's degree in hindsight? Could there be some kind of a wake-up call to you in all of the losses where one day as you close the door and say, I want to go too, I want to go with you because you don't want to be with yourself. Is is all of this loss a wake-up call that you had lost yourself? Wow, great question. I love it. I I can sit here today and say now I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it it I I didn't know it 
as truly as I'm learning it. And that's why I like to say I'm actually in a blossoming phase yeah. because I love how every day you're, you learn a little bit more and you feel it a little more. And so in that degree of loss, in that cluster around you, you know, five major losses in in a two-year period of, or four-year period of time, major losses, close, close people that you were identified with around you, maybe even at some points over-identified with that you couldn't realize in the time, you know, in the movie, on the screen of our life, the movie that's unfolding in this game that we're playing called Life as as a Soul, we're moving through the game board. What if all of it was there for Judy to have nothing left but the single most important person in her life that she was missing? Right, 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 right. I'm just, you know, here in the moment with you, and this is what I'm, I'm feeling in the moment. And when I think of me as an acronym, using the initial, you know, letters M E, and giving them meaning of my essence, my essence, my essence, me, me is what was missing and everything around you because it's such a cluster in such a short amount of time that I'm I'm hearing loudly. Yes, yes. You know, Judy, we're going to leave so that you get to have you, so you get to realize there is a you. And you will, on a soul level, come to discover an aspect of you that is more glorious in connection to the bigger picture and the whole than you could have realized in the small cluster. Any of this makes sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Makes makes absolutely perfect sense. Mm. I mean, I remember as as I was in the depths of of the grief and and I remembered how alone you feel and how you don't feel like, you know, there's anybody and it's the problem is is that just what you're saying is I've never been alone with me mm-hmm. and I never knew who me was or what I'm capable of mm-hmm. and I have a really hard time and I I really appreciate you reminding me that I said this is I am going forward and I am doing this because my whole entire life was we yes because I, yes. I told you I took my mom and dad with me to my to my home, and that's where I lived with my kids growing up with my parents. So it was always all about us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't doubt that this was – I wish they could have found a different way, mind you, but I get it that this was – because I actually physically had to leave my – that was the other thing I had to do. I had to leave my home. Mm-hmm. And go somewhere else and create another home mm-hmm. so I could find me. Right, absolutely. And so, so strongly, listeners, I, I, I know, I can feel that you're hearing in Judy, I am. I'm hearing that so strongly in you, Judy, with such a connection, even if it's only momentary in this moment, I'm hearing I am, I exist. I exist. <laughs> Can you feel it? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The breath is coming back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, um, wow, if we were losing ourselves in other people, what an opportunity for the wake-up call to, to claim you again. Um, yeah. Fascinating fascinating so so if you will from this point will you kind of bring the pieces together as to um you know jerry you know and and then marlene and how that all came about because we're we're still hanging on the story of okay we know you know jerry's been diagnosed and or he's just being diagnosed now he, yeah he just he he we had got word that he had the spot and uh um 
the where we went to next was the decision between having him just having a heart attack and how rapidly they would treat the cancer. So um, they decided that they would run the test to find out exactly where it was. And trust me, when I won't go into the part of Ontario and all the. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he went through treatment. He began his can his chemo and radiation. We used to leave. This is the part two that I drew strength from his strength. We would leave his can his chemo or radiation treatment and race down to go visit and sit with his sister to keep her company. Because again, mm-hmm. she's dying while he's mm-hmm. going through his treatment to mm-hmm. save his life. Mm-hmm. When in that summer, we literally were in a cycle on a calendar of going, someone had to be with his sister 24-7, so we were on the calendar to stay at her place some night. Mm-hmm. And the day, the last night, that her last night, we actually left his treatment, went to stay with her. She passed away that in the middle of that night, and we drove that morning after making arrangements back to the hospital for his treatment. Mm -hmm. And that fall, after we did the operation, after more uh, radiation and chemo, it came back. They thought they had caught most of it, but it had come back. And and, uh, at that point, that fall, we found out that he was terminal terminal himself. Mm -hmm. So we had spent the summer saying, you know, thank God for the heart attack. It probably saved his life. And in the end, it it didn't. It, It unfortunately just brought it to us sooner Mm. so what i haven't mentioned yet is through this time my daughter has got her best friend going through cancer treatments Mm -hmm. and so this is one of those moments i want to remind the listeners as they're listening this is one of those moments where again we just pay attention to our breath the breath has something very settling to it, and it brings us back to our center. We don't even have to change the breathing. It will happen naturally. Just focus on the breath. So your daughter's best friend, Judy. Yeah, we're, we're, um, she, my daughter's best friend is trying to figure out whether she's coming with me for Jerry's treatment or whether... She's going to her friends or friends in and out of operations and uh, treatment. And we're trying to mirror the two so that we can see what kind of treatment she's getting that might help him, even though they're different cancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the next thing is, is, is a little less than two years ago, uh, Jerry did pass away from cancer and he was home while we went through it. And, you mentioned through the dog and, and through the, the time that, you know, through his last, just before his, his cancer diagnosis, we had gotten a dog. And, and to watch a dog go through, even the yeah. grieving was, was phenomenal to watch him. And yeah. how attached that dog is to me now mm-hmm. is just absolutely amazing. Um, and three months after Jerry passed away, my daughter's friend passed away. Mm. Mm. Wow. Oh, it it was it. I just remember being there in in the house, and I was alone, and I would be grieving, and and my daughter would come and say, "Well, you can't stay alone," and it's like, but I can't go there. I have to Mm -hmm. by going to your friend's house. I actually have to face Mm -hmm. what's about to happen to her, and I wasn't in any position to be there. Right. Right. For that, so right, I very much hear your pain, and I very much am witnessing Judy your movement through the pain. I'm aware of the paralysis is not there, and it and we know of course paralysis is a part of it where you feel like you just can't move and you don't want to move, but I'm hearing okay. you move I'm hearing yes, you visit, and yes there you know there's emotion and feeling, but I'm hearing a strength, an unwavering strength of movement that's moving you through so 
as we move into the final moments here of being together, what did you have the courage to do or be, and what can you now in confidence say that you have found about you? So what did you have the courage to be with? What was happening that you had courage? And then what's the confidence that came out of that courage through this five-year journey? The courage to what? The, I think I understand what you're, mm-hmm. where you're going with this, and that's the fact that, you know, out of this came as I, as, it was drawing to an end for my husband and, and my daughter's friend is that that's when unwavering strength came to being. Mm. And that's where I knew I had to find another purpose. I had to find something that was really, really strongly heartfelt and that would drive me in a different direction and a direction to help others because mm. I don't ever want anyone else to feel as alone as as that journey does feel, you know, so unwavering strength came to being and, and the book and the intention of doing workshops and, you know, charity events and all those wonderful, great things. What I'm hearing in that is as the journey through courage and the reward being confidence, again, I am hearing the I am. The, the confidence in I am, I'm going to offer this because I am. Do do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah. You. The funny part is, I I understand completely because I always like to go to the us and we. Mm-hmm. But if I am not at the point of I am, I can't. I I need that confidence, which I love that expression. I need the confidence to be able to stand proudly and say I am. Yes. I will, I do, Yes. Yes. and say us, all the rest of it. All of that will be an outfit of it, but I must say, and I must feel I am. Yes. I can become a we or an us again. Yes, I have, the hair is standing on my arms, the bag of my neck, I am beautiful. I'm hearing you touch a place in you that was hiding in the shadows of a whole lot going on in your life. And right there, there you are. I am. Ah, that's beautiful. Judy, thank you so much for being so intimate with yourself, most importantly. And intimate, intimacy is in to me see. Intimacy, (laughs) in to me see. And you let us you in the intimacy of sharing this story and thank you so much Judy I am moved by your courage I am moved by the confidence I feel in the am of you thank you Judy be well and folks we'll see you again soon bye for now now you can also read Anya's unconventional poetry, prose and musings at clearlight.substack.com. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Alchemy Radio Show. Join us again as hosts, guests and callers create a new, different and timely show. We invite you to be the shift that wants to happen in the world. Mm-hmm.